You're listening to the Well Woman Healthy Lifestyle Podcast, episode number 116. And today we are continuing our discussion on natural sleep solutions. From last week, we talked about our sleep hygiene and the importance of it. And this week, we're going to continue that discussion and dive into different natural sleep things that you can do to help bring on a better sleep. And I've got an extra special freebie for you that goes along with this episode. It's entitled Foods for Insomnia. I'm giving you 16 different foods that you can try. You can use them for breakfast, for lunch, for dinner, or Sunday brunches, whatever you desire, or you can just eat them by themselves. So I want you to be able to grab that as it goes along with the episode, and you can get that at www.wellwomannetwork.com forward slash foods. So let's dive in and let's take a look at a bunch of natural solutions that we can do to help us sleep. Hey there, and welcome to the Well Woman Healthy Lifestyle Podcast. I'm your host, Michelle Broad, Millennial Women's Health Guide and Certified Women's Health Nurse Practitioner. I invite you to join me and hundreds of other women who are curious about their health, want to be their number one self-care advocate, and want to build a health portfolio that is robust enough to carry them through every facet of their lives. The Well Woman Healthy Lifestyle Podcast is the only resource you need to start, grow, or level up your health to the fullest potential. Discover why women all over the globe call the Well Woman Healthy Lifestyle Podcast their go-to women's wellness hub, where we talk about women's wellness, we talk about business, life, and everything in between, all the things that pertain to us women being healthy. We are more than just a podcast. We are a community. Well, hey, y'all. I am happy and excited to be back with you today. I always love doing the podcast, and I love doing the research. And so today, we are going to be continuing our discussion about sleep. Last week, I talked to you about the importance of having a sleep hygiene. And you know, there is this awakening that is happening, okay? No pun intended, <laughs> regarding the importance of sleep, sometimes referred to as the sleep revolution, because people and science, they are all realizing the necessity of a good night's sleep. And the more that I do research on this and the more that I talk about this, I am seeing just a plethora of new information, you know, not new, but just, you know, more of it and people talking about the importance of sleep, especially with all of the new stress that we have, have had placed on our lives over the last couple of years and with everything else going on. Okay. Because we know that impaired sleep and insomnia can be extremely detrimental to the human body. The repercussions of sleeping less than five solid hours per night can begin as fatigue, moodiness, and impaired cognitive response, which that means brain fog, that means um, slower thinking and not being as creative as we can be. But these can quickly escalate into more serious health conditions, you know, like weight gain, a weakened immune system, and it can even contribute to high blood pressure if you suffer from blood pressure problems already. So that's what we're going, to, we're going to be diving into today. I hope that you are, you know, are going to be excited to hear about some of the things that we're going to talk about today, because we're going to be talking about um, remedies to improve your sleep. But before I get started, I just want to let you know that there is a fabulous freebie that goes along with this episode today, and it's called Foods for Insomnia. Okay, I made it. It has 16 different foods that you can add into breakfast, lunch, dinner, or you can actually just eat all of these foods that are listed inside this guide all by themselves and in any combination that you choose. So you can go find that at www.wellwomannetwork.com forward slash 
foods. Okay. It's great. Just, you know, grab it. It's a great resource. It'll tell you, um, 16 different foods, like I said, and, and these are simple things that you can add in and start eating every single day. Okay. So now that I told you about the freebie, let's get started with talking about the remedies to help you improve your sleep. Natural remedies is what I'm talking about. Okay. Because, you know, there are remedies for nearly everything today. You know, anytime you look up on the internet, you're going to find a remedy for this, a remedy for that. So impaired sleep and insomnia is no exception to this rule. So ladies, you can easily find pills, you know, over the counter, sleeping pills that is, and, or you can definitely talk to your medical provider and ask for a prescription for a sleep aid. Now, those are easy things to do. And many people do them every day. I mean, I get a ton of people in my practice every day asking for a sleep aid and, you know, those are, there's nothing wrong with it. I want to start off by preferencing this. There is nothing wrong with medication, but if we can try to look to our own bodies to try to heal and to try to do things more in a natural state, yes, it is going to take a little bit longer because a lot of times medications are just like putting a bandaid over something. They're not actually fixing the problem that got us to the state of ill health. Okay. So when we're trying to reverse that state, as in functional medicine or looking at alternative things, it takes the body sometimes more time to give it, allow itself to heal, to get back to where it was prior to being, you know, deluged with all these kind of things that we're doing today. Okay. So I want you to understand that, you know, anytime that you're going to look at natural, you know, herbal supplements or natural alternative things, it is going to take longer and everybody is different. You know, your friend may try one thing and it may work relatively fast and you may try it and it not, it may not work well for you at all. And it could be the exact same product. Okay. Because we are individual, we are totally different genetic wise and everything in our lives are different. So I don't want you to get discouraged and say, Oh, I tried that. You know, my girlfriend tried that. Maybe you didn't try it long enough and maybe you need to give it a little bit more time and give yourself some space and grace with some of these things. We're going to be talking about herbs, about teas, about essential oils, and about things that you can do in your home to bring about a better sleep for yourself. So there's something here for everybody. So don't think there's nothing here for you. All right. So like I said, before you reach for a prescription, I would love to encourage you to try something different, try something alternative first. Because like I said, even though these medications can help, a lot of times they have adverse side effects and they can leave you feeling even more sleepy and fatigued the next day. And, you know, you're already trying not to do that. And then you're taking the medication. So you might go to sleep, but then you wake up feeling groggy and tired and, you know, foggy brained. So what have you really accomplished? Nothing. It's just a habitual circle. Okay. So luckily there are many natural options to help you fall and remain asleep. Herbs, like I said, essential oils, bedroom plants, and meditation are all ways that I'm going to be talking to you to assist you with a better sleep. And that can do these things for you with no side effects. Okay. But here's also the thing with herbal remedies, like the supplementation that I'm going to be talking about a lot of these, I need for you to talk to your medical provider first to make sure that when you add in herbs to your or supplements that they're not going to be causing any, um, interactions with any of the medications that you already may be taking. Okay. Because herbs can be a natural and effective alternative to sleeping pills. All right. So before taking chemicals or pills, like I said, that can also cause you to have daytime drowsiness. 
like I said earlier, I'd really like to encourage you to look at some of these natural remedies that we're going to be talking about. I'm going to talk to you about herbs, and I'm also going to be talking to you about some herbal tea. But again, if you currently take medication, high blood pressure medication, diabetic medication, um, you know, whatever you may take, even if you take stuff for, you know, for arthritis, rheumatoid arthritis, if you're younger, if you have an autoimmune condition and you're taking medication for that, always check with your medical provider, okay? And see to make sure that these things are not interacting with any of the medications that you're already taking. All right. So now that we got that little medical disclaimer out of the way, let's now take a look at some of the herbs that are known for helping us to sleep more and have a better sounder sleep that is. So the first one is one of my very favorites and I take this all the time and it's valerian root. And I've talked about it on the podcast before because valerian, it's a crawling plant with small white or pink flowers is known for its for its sedative properties. Okay. Because valerian is what Valium comes from and Valium is the prescription medication. Valium is a benzodiazepine and it comes from the plant valerian. In-depth studies have shown that it can lessen the time it takes to fall asleep as well as enhance your quality of sleep. So after taking valerian, you may feel a little bit drowsy. You may have difficulty concentrating the next day. This is one of those herbs because it's what a prescription medication is derived from and it's a natural relaxant. It can make you feel that way. It may not make you feel everybody feel that way, but it can. So caution with this, you know, it smells terrible in the bottle. You open it up and it smells stinky, but once you take it, you don't smell stinky. And I've been taking valerian root for years. I take it to help me sleep. If I have to do any big kind of talks where I think I'm going to be anxious or anything, it helps me just to calm down. Okay. So know how much to take. And I take around, you can take anywhere from 600, 400 milligrams to 600 milligrams, you know, on up. There's people take a lot of different ones. It also comes in a tea as well. So you could get it in a tea mixture. So just make sure that you test this out at home um, before you, you know, before driving any machinery or operating a car or any of those other type of things like that to see if you feel drowsy or dizzy, you know, and how you feel the next day. Okay. Also know that herbs along with prescription medication, if you know that you only are going to be able to sleep for four hours, because for whatever reason, your time to sleep has got cut short for whatever reason, you really shouldn't take any of these herbs or, and, or sleeping medications, prescription ones, because you will feel drowsy the next day. You have to give yourself enough sleep time with these medications and these herbs. So you have to be allowing yourself to at least have five to six, up to seven hours of sleep. If you are going to take some of these medications, all right, at least shoot for six hours. So the next one is chamomile. Chamomile is a member of the daisy family. It's another herb that is widely known for promoting calmness. It has anti-inflammatory and antibacterial properties. It is also, it aids in a more restful and relaxed sleep. The great thing about chamomile is that it is readily available in tea. I've got two packets of chamomile tea in my cabinet downstairs. So you can easily make a cup of tea before you go to bed or anytime during the day if you want to feel calmer. Okay. The next one is passion flower. Oh, I have passion flower in a combination with valerian root and it's fabulous. So passion flower, it's a climbing evergreen plant and it is another herb recognized for its sedative properties. It can help with insomnia as well as calming gastrointestinal issues. So here's something that can kind of work if you have stomach upset and if you have some sleep issues, the calming action in passion flower, it is very similar to the calming action of a benzodiazepine which is the prescription, you know, Xanax, um, 
you know, those type of things, temazepam, all of those kind of things like that. Those are the medications that are prescriptions. So these are things that you can try that don't need a prescription. So if you're losing sleep because you have some digestive problems, then this not only will help make you sleepy, but it can reduce the effects and further help you with your sleep. If you happen to have indigestion or bloating or any of those type of things at nighttime that inadvertently may be keeping you awake. All right. So here's another side note and a medical disclaimer. Since the FDA considers herbal supplements a food, manufacturers of supplements do not need to provide proof of safety or efficacy. So it is always important to exercise caution when taking any supplement. Okay. So I also recommend to you, and I talk to you time and time again, that if you're going to take supplements or herbs, whatever, you need to get them from a reputable source. Don't be going to your local big box store and buying things. You don't know where they came from. You don't know actually what is in some of these things. So go to a reputable health food store, talk to the person, you know, I, we have roots out here. We have sprouts by where I live. And those people there are very knowledgeable you know, so look things up and get some understanding of these things before you start taking them. The next thing that I wanted to move on and talk to you about, this is another one of my favorites because I love to look towards alternative things. So like I said, I use valerian root. I have, my mixture is valerian root, L-theanine, passion flower, and a combination of melatonin. And lately I have just been using melatonin, um, by itself and it's actually been working and I'm also testing out this new CBD turmeric product to see if it helps with sleep and with um, body aches and pains but the CBD thing isn't hasn't been helping me so much but you know again you've got to give it longer time and there's a lot to learn around CBD and our endocannabinoid system and everybody's endocannabinoid system is different and what is going to make mine open up and work better is different from what's going to make yours. So you got to try to play around with different things. So, you know, you want to work with somebody who understands these, these medicate, these herbs and these supplements and can help you. And you want to get some knowledge behind them, you know, and not just go out there blindly. Okay. So, but I'm really looking towards CBD, no THC because as a medical provider can't have any of that stuff, but I can definitely have CBD. So the next thing I love about, um, this topic is essential oils. I am an essential oil freak. I'm a doTERRA rep for myself because I've got oils everywhere. I'm sitting here at my desk as we're recording and I'm looking at like at least six of them sitting on my desk here. I diffuse them every day. I take them, I put them in my bath. I rub them on my, on my body. I use them for my granddaughter. I use them for my daughter. She uses them because we've really come a long way with understanding, you know, essential oils. Okay. And they have, and they're another natural and popular alternative for enhancing sleep. Essential oils come directly from different parts of the plants, flowers, and herbs through an extraction process. They are extremely potent, so they are very effective, but they should also be used with caution. And you should also know which oils you're going to use and which oils work for what. And if you're going to be putting them on your skin, you definitely want to dilute them with fractionated coconut oil or some other kind of diluent so that you're not putting it directly on your skin and know which ones do what and how they can, they can work with you. So at doTERRA, if you talk to anybody over there, a rep, they can definitely, I can help you. They can help you. But I've tried to learn more about essential oils just for myself because I love using them and I like using them for cleaning products. And I'll be talking about that when we talk about the episode, all about how to detox your environment. Okay. Um, the essential oils are phytonutrient plants themselves, and they've been used to protect against infections, pests, temperature extremes, and they repair tissue. It makes sense then that humans could benefit and we could benefit from them as well. 
Most of the time, essential oils are used as aromatherapy. They may be spread through a room with an air diffuser, applied topically, or you can use them, like I said, in bath water. And, you know, even we're seeing a lot of really great stuff, even using essential oils on our pets to help them overcome a lot of these things. But I want to talk to you about the ones that I love and that are the best for sleep. And the first one is my favorite. It's I love lavender. I have three bottles of it. I constantly have this in my, um, in my cabinet, in my arsenal because lavender, it's widely used to promote sleep because in, it induces relaxation. Not only is this a great herb and herbal tea to use for a better sleep, but the essential oils are amazing for you. An easy way to use lavender for sleep is to add a few drops, ladies, to an, essential, to an essential oil diffuser that is turned on in your bedroom, or you can put it in a spray bottle, you can spray it on your pillow, and or you can just use it in a bath, and you can smell it there, and you can do all these great things with it. So there's it has a lot of different options that you can have for how you're going to get lavender to work for you. The next one is bergamot. And bergamot is also another great oil. It's a, it's in the citrus family. It's fresh. It's bitter. It has a bittersweet scent that has calming effects. So if you're a fan of more citrusy scents, more than lavender, use this in the evening to help you get a better night's sleep. This can help you also feel refreshed and reduces stress, which is also really great for helping you to sleep. So see, you get two dual benefits from a lot of these things. The next two are sandalwood and cedarwood. Sandalwood and cedarwood oils are both warm, woody scents that help us to fall asleep. All of these oils work on the sense of smell. One of the strongest scents is one of your sense of smell. Okay. Did you know that if you don't smell, you really can't taste anything. So you don't want to lose your sense of smell. And I know a lot of people who contracted COVID, especially the younger people, um, lost sense and smell. And it's take, it takes sometimes a while for those to come back, but essential oils are good for that. So since these are a bit strong, it's a good idea to start small just using a little bit in your diffuser and seeing how much you like, especially if you're using the, um, the bergamot that has a citrusy smell, sometimes they can be a little bit overpowering, but I like my, um, I love my orange and orange is actually, it invigorates you. So know what oils invigorate you and know which oils kind of like will help calm you down. So, oh, there goes my dog just barking away. The other one I love, and I also put this in my bath and I have a diffuser by my, by my bed and I use, it's called Vivitur and Roman chamomile are some of the other essential oils that can be wonderful for improved sleep. Vivitar is also known for sleep. It's, it's very thick when it comes out of the bottle. And I have this, um, charcoal. It's like, it's, it's a diffuser where you put the drops on by the side of your bed and it just goes throughout the night. It's not an actual diffuser that you turn on. That's, that's electric. And I just put my drops of Vivitar. I mix a little bit of lavender in there. And sometimes I put a little bit of bergamot. I mix a bunch of them together and I have it by my nightstand so that I can smell it all night long as I'm sleeping. So it helps bring you into a restful sleep. And they also can help you stay into a deeper sleep. I find a lot of people have trouble, you know, getting to sleep you know, their minds are going a million miles an hour. They're thinking about things from their day. They're trying they're thinking about the things that they've got to do tomorrow. And it's just really hard to get into that relaxed state and to just start to fall asleep. Okay. Other people have a hard time staying asleep. They can get to sleep, but then they sleep for a couple hours and they wake up. That could be sometimes a different issue. Sometimes that's your cortisol going off and different things like that and hormonal imbalance going on there. So you got to know what's going on in your body first so that you know what to solve next. Okay. So the next thing is dietary changes and not in how you may think. Okay. And you may not want to hear about it, but changing your diet might be just what you need. Okay. Not only can your diet help you to improve your sleep, but other foods might be derailing you from having good sleep. Okay. So 
I want to talk to you about some foods that you should be eating and some foods that you should be avoiding. And you probably know what they are, but before we get into that, I want to remind you, don't forget about the, um, the e-guide that I gave you. It's called Foods for Insomnia. I want you to go over and pick it up. It will be in the show notes. You can go over also to wellwomannetwork.com forward slash foods, and you can download it and get it there. Because like I said, it's 16 foods, not of the ones that we're talking about today. I gave you 16 different foods to look at and to um, choose from and to do different things with. Okay. So now that we got that, don't forget, go get it. Not right now if you're listening while you're driving. Okay, so the first one is, um, we all know that at Thanksgiving time, or if you eat turkey, or if you eat tuna fish, a lot of times you then feel instantly like, you're ha- like you want to go take a nap. And people go, oh, why is that? Well, it's because um, tuna and turkey have tryptophan in them. And tryptophan can help you feel sleepy. It's also in a product called 5-HTP, which is 5-hydroxytryptophan. You get that over the counter. That's another supplement. People use that for sleep. So it's another thing that you can help. There's other products that combine valerian root and 5-HTP, okay? So there's a lot of different combinations of things that you can try. You just have to kind of see what works for you and try one thing at a time and give it enough time to kind of do what it needs to do before you give up on it and say, it doesn't work for me, okay? All right. The next thing is to eat complex carbs. Unless you're on a carb restricted diet like keto, there's nothing wrong with having carbs, ladies. However, it is best that you avoid refined carbohydrates like white bread, white rice, and stick to your complex carbs, things like sweet potatoes and things like whole wheat. These carbohydrates go really far in helping to produce serotonin, the sleepy hormone. So let me take here, I want to take a side note. So right here, you can kind of see how our whole body works together. Okay. The food that we eat nourishes our body and gives us nutrients and acts as a precursor to serotonin. Okay. So we talked about last week that you need serotonin. It's one of the things that helps you sleep. So by eating complex carbs, it helps to increase your serotonin levels on their own so that that can help you sleep. Okay. And things that cause decreased serotonin levels, are imbalances with your cortisol, with stress, and all of that kind of stuff that we talked about last time. Remember, we talked about the two big things for women are hormonal imbalance, number one, and number two is stress. So what you put on the end of your fork does make a difference, okay? It does, because your body needs nutrients, and we're going to get into that right now, okay? So there are many other foods, ladies, that are nutritious and are just going to help you sleep directly and indirectly. With the right supplements and minerals in your diet, you have a healthier mindset, you have a healthier body, and this leads to less stress, okay? So you need certain nutrients, like all those neurotransmitters in your brain, like serotonin, your dopamine, your, um, you know, all of them up there need precursors, and that comes from supplements. So some of the things that you need to include in your diet, number one are B vitamins, a B complex. You need zinc. Hang on, I'm going to take a sip of my tea here. You need good protein. You need iron, copper, and you need vitamin D3. I mean, I'm seeing a lot of vitamin D deficiencies now, especially when people are not going out in the sun. They've been inside. They haven't gone out for months because of COVID and all kinds of things like that. And when your vitamin D is very low, you start to have all kinds of things because vitamin D is a pro-growth hormone, okay? And you need iron. You need calcium, zinc, and your bees, because that's all what your neurotransmitters need to feed off. Your thyroid also needs some of these things as well. So 
go over and don't forget to grab the foods for insomnia guide because it goes over all those foods that you need. Now let's talk about what to avoid. Naturally, there are also some foods and drinks that you are going to want to avoid if you're struggling with insomnia and sleep deprivation. Okay. That's what it's called technically. And as well as you know, the top number one is going to be caffeine and it's not because caffeine is bad. It's just that you have to know when to drink caffeine. Like for myself, my body, I know that I have to drink my coffee or if I'm going to have a caffeinated iced tea, which I love in the summertime, I have to have it before two o'clock. If I start having it before, like if I start having it after two, I know that I won't be able to sleep that night. And if I start drinking it later in the night, forget it. So I avoid any caffeine after two o'clock. Okay. So I'm not saying that you can't avoid caffeine. I'm just saying that you need to reduce it or you need to watch the time that you have it. And just forgive my dogs for barking. It's during the day and somebody's walking by because I can see them. So we're going to keep going here anyways, right? Because we're doing this live. So know your body, know if caffeine affects you, know when you should drink it and when you shouldn't drink it. And remember there's caffeine in things other than just coffee. It can be in teas. It can be in soft drinks. It's in chocolate. Caffeine can be even in some kind of medications that people are taking. Okay. So know what you're drinking. The next thing is alcohol because alcohol can play tricks on you, making you believe you need, you need it to feel better to sleep because you think, oh, alcohol relaxes me while you might, while it might help you to fall asleep quickly, it is not helping you to stay asleep or to get restful sleep. Your body and mind go through a lot when you are sleeping after drinking a moderate amount of alcohol, which is why you might feel like you don't like when you wake up, like you have a hangover the next morning or that you didn't sleep a wink when you actually did sleep because alcohol is a central nervous system depressant. It sucks out a lot of times, depending on how much you've drank, it can, it can deplete you of your cerebral spinal fluid in your spine. That's why sometimes you wake up with a horrible headache and you won't need to drink water. So it's not that again, that you can't have alcohol. Nobody's saying that you can't drink, just know how much you drink. And also I was listening to this podcast the other day and there was a guy on there from, what was it from? I forgot some from dry wine farms. And he was talking about this new kind of wine that he made. And I just, I'm hoping to talk to him soon too, but it's a wine that doesn't have all these other additives and um, junk that a lot of these other big wine companies put into the wine. A lot of times people react they're not reacting from the wine and they're not having a really bad hangover from the wine. It's from all the stuff that they add into the wine, the preservatives, the sedatives, the, um, there was something else that he was talking about. If I can remember, I'm not a wine aficionado, so I can't really think about it, but I think I'm gonna have to try that. I don't, you know, I've never really, I don't drink well because I don't want to feel diminished in my brain or my thinking capacity. So I just don't, I avoid alcohol, not an alcoholic. I just have never really been a fan of drinking, but after he heard this conversation with him. It was on Julie Solomon's um, influencer podcast. I just had, I just thought, Oh God, maybe I got to start trying some wine. Cause he was talking about this new wine. It was kind of great. Okay. So the next thing getting back on the track, sorry, sometimes I get off on tangents is spicy foods. As far as foods are concerned, reduce how many spicy foods that you're consuming. These can affect your digestion and they can increase discomfort when you go to sleep. The spicy foods might even be causing you heartburn or acid reflux, which is going to irritate your airway and can cause sleep disturbances. So if you enjoy spicy foods, stick to eating them earlier in the day, not so much at nighttime. And remember, you want to eat at least a couple hours before you're going to go to bed because you want to be resting, not digesting. We've talked about that before. So it's also a good idea, ladies, to reduce acidic foods that irritate that can cause acid reflux, such as tomato and citrus fruits, more so in the evening, if you happen to have heartburn issues. All right. 
Now, moving on to one of the next things that I want to talk to you about is an unusual thing that a lot of people don't even consider, and that is bedroom plants. Keeping plants in your bedroom is incredibly beneficial to a good night's sleep. Plants help to clean the air. They use the carbon dioxide, they use the carbon dioxide that we exhale, okay? And in turn, they provide the oxygen that we breathe, right? So let's go over some of the top plants that you should be having in your bedroom. The first one is lavender. Like its essential oil, a lavender plant induces relaxation. In studies, lavender has helped calm crying babies and help them to fall asleep. In women's studies, it has shown to lessen the time it took them to fall asleep. So go get a lavender plant. They're beautiful to look at and they smell lovely. Have that in your room. The next one is jasmine. The jasmine plant can help to lower anxiety levels for a deeper sleep. It is a delicately scented, bushy plant. It is also very beautiful. It adds to the aesthetics of your bedroom while also improving your sleep. The next one that you may not have heard of is called a snake plant because the snake plant raises the level of oxygen in your room. They are also known to clean the toxins such as formaldehyde, benzene, and the, oh God, the triclo, tri, oh, I, I can't ever say that word. It's so crazy, but it's a long one anyways from the air. All of these toxins are commonly found in the home and they come in items like your furniture and different things like that. So look, I know we're not Julia Roberts, you know, when she made her house green, like what, 10, five, yeah, probably 10 years ago, there was a big article where she made her entire new home, built it green. I know we're all not made of tons of money, although there are maybe people who listen to this podcast have got tons of money, but just do little things, you know, that you can replace. And like I said, next week, when we talk about, you know, how do you detoxify your environment, we're going to be talking about items such as furniture and how you can look at different things that you can incorporate, different fabrics, different carpet things, different things that you can look at that are not so expensive that you can afford or things that you can do to make your environment a little bit healthier and better for you to, to sleep in. You know, when you've got all of these toxins floating around in your home, it also disrupts your endocrine system. And that also can help you not have a really great night's sleep. So next to the snake plant is another thing called a bug plant called spider plants. Spider plants also clean formaldehyde from the air They absorb odors and fumes, and they improve the quality of your air. So have at least one or two spider plants in your bedroom to help improve the quality of air and keep your allergens from disturbing your sleep. Again, if you have allergies and there's dust in your room, there's dust mites, you know, in the, in in the bed or whatever, even though we clean really great, they still can come around. Those type of things can keep you up at night. See, there's things that we don't even think about that can keep us up at night, like allergies, dust, you know, these toxins in our bedroom. You know, all of this kind of stuff, blue light from the TV, blue light from our, from our, um, our cell phones, all those type of different things like that. So the last one that I want to talk to you about is the English Ivy and the peace lily English Ivy and peace lilies help to improve asthma and allergies. They can overpower airborne germs, which allows allergy sufferers to get a better night's sleep. No more will you be waking up in the middle of the night from an allergy attack. And especially if you have asthma, this plant can help you reduce those asthma attacks and having to use your inhalers and medications because those in turn are bronchial dilators. They stimulate your bronchial. So therefore, if you use those in the middle of the night, your heart rate is going to go up and you are going to be awake a little bit more. So you see, I try to help you see the whole body as it was created as a total whole, as a whole machine. It all works together. If one thing's out, other things are out. And that includes our environment because what's around us, what we take in as far as 
environmental toxins, what we take in as far as emotional and mental toxins, all affects our sleeping habits and how we sleep. So the last one is just things that you can do to help your body to unwind and get ready for sleep. And those are meditation and mindfulness. And I'm not talking about the meditation that you sit there and do for hours on end, okay? Or like Buddha would do. There's much more to meditation than that, okay? And there's much more to mindfulness. And people really don't understand and they under, uh, underestimate the two of these, the power of these two things, okay? So here's the thing. This may be easiest natural option because it can be done with or without any kind of additional supplies. Meditation and being mindful, you don't need anything. You don't need essential oils. You don't need plants. You don't need teas or anything else like that. These are something that you can just do on the spur of the moment. Okay. So one thing you can use is guided meditation in which one listens to a person, talk them through calming, relaxing techniques. And again, I'm not, I don't, you know, I talked to you just now that we try to get away from the cell phone and try to unplug some of the time, but there's a lot of calming apps and meditation apps that are free that you can listen to on your phone. Like if you're sitting in your car or at your computer, or if you are feeling yourself get stressed out during the day over business decisions or anything else, you can just go put it on, plug, plug your earphones in and just listen for a little bit. And it can actually really calm you down. The other thing too is, okay, there's guided meditation and then there's unguided meditation. Okay. An unguided meditation may be accompanied by relaxing sounds such as rainfall or waves crashing on the beach. This meditation requires concentration to reach a state of ultimate mindfulness. Okay. So practicing meditation along with yoga can help you to relax the mind as well as your body. Yoga includes a series of stretches that can assist you in preparation for the body to get ready to go to sleep. Both can help you release worries and stress of the day, just doing simple stretches. Okay. So ladies, you know, we talked about, there are many options and we've talked about today, many natural options to help you achieve better sleep. Herbs can be useful as long as proper precautions are taken. Essential oils use aromatherapy to help induce calm and restfulness. Plants in your bedroom make a beautiful decoration and offer natural air cleansing Yoga along with meditation can help relax your, your mind and your body to help you fall asleep. So all of these are effective alternatives to prescription medications and medications over the counter, you know, because all these things that we talked about today have very little to no side effects. Okay. So just again, with the herbs, just make sure that you're talking to your medical provider to make sure that they're not going to be counterindicated with any medications that you have or that you may be taking. If you don't take any medications at all, then you can go ahead and you can try some of these different things. Nothing wrong with that. So again, I hope that you got something out of today. We talked about a lot of different things. Like I said, we talked about plants. We talked about essential oils. We talked about mindfulness. We talked about herbs and teas and different things like that. So you've got a plethora of different things to try. I'm also giving you that free foods for insomnia. Okay. I'm giving you 16 different foods that you can look up and read about that you can put into your diet that will actually help bring about sleep and reduce your stress and things with your body. So you can go get that at wellwomannetwork.com forward slash foods, or it will be in the show notes if you so want to download it from your cell phone. So there you have it. I hope that these help you sleep better ladies, because you know, we're all trying to do that. I hope that some of these things, you know, can help you reduce some of your stress because we're all trying to do that. And, you know, I just thank you for being here again this week. Leave us a rating or review over on iTunes. It really means the world to me. I like when I can go over there and read them and you guys, and I know that you guys are liking what you're hearing. 
come hit us over at Instagram at Well Woman Network. Follow us over there. Leave us a DM. Come like and join our group on Facebook at Well Woman Network 360 over on Facebook. And, you know, our page is Well Woman Network over on Facebook. That's our business page as well. And if you'd like to um, get and receive our weekly VIP newsletter filled with tips, you know, that we talk about tips, I'm going to be talking about, I talk about the podcast, what we're talking on there, then come on over to wellwomannetwork.com. And at the bottom of the page there on any one of the pages, you can sign up to become a VIP um, newsletter subscriptionist. So again, ladies, thank you so much for being here. And I hope that you have a blessed week. And I will talk to you next week and bye for now.